This is the All In Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the All In Clemson Tigers podcast. I'm Bradley Hughes, and as always, I'm here with Carter Hughes. We're here to recap the recently ended Louisville game from this past weekend, and we're going to start in the most obvious place, the embarrassing punch thrown over the weekend. When you've played for the Tigers, you're expected to live up to the high standards set by Dabo Sweeney in this Clemson program, which is why today everyone is talking about the embarrassing day for one Clemson player in particular, and that player, of course, is Christian Wilkins. I mean, how pitiful is it to throw a punch on a second play of a game and to get thrown out? Your team needs you. The Dolphins, the embarrassing, pitiful, awful Dolphins, absolutely need you. Their best defensive player, and you let the whole team down. Be embarrassed, Christian. Be embarrassed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Christian, who are you talking about right now? Shouldn't you be talking about Andrew Booth? Who? (laughs) You're talking about the ex- Tigers player. We don't care about him anymore. <laughs> you may not, but I do. Uh, well, there are a couple of punches thrown. I'll give you that. What are the odds of that happening in the same weekend? Uh, pretty good. Last weekend. What are the odds of people even know what we're talking about? Probably not. If Who you're wondering. the Dolphins play? Yeah, that's a good question. You already heard. Christian Wilkins got thrown out of the game because he threw a punch against a Bills player. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> And then, obviously, the, the punch that people are talking about are, is the uh, Andrew Booth punch that he threw against the Louisville player. And that brings us to the real discussion that we should be having is, why the heck, as a football player, do you decide to punch another player in the face mask? I think we go through this every time when there's a fight that breaks out. It's like, you realize, I think it, it's got to hurt your hand more than the guy's helmet. Like, yeah, and it's only natural, I guess, to like when you're upset at someone to want. I mean, I've never really felt this before, but to punch <laughs> someone in the face, you want to punch them in the face. It just happens that when you're on the football field, the face of that person that you're angry at is covered by a mask of metal. <laughs> Jeez. Well, it was good. He got some moves. He pinned him down and just went for it. <laughs> he did. That was like a MMA. Is that? I don't know. It was the most obvious thing ever. And I like how he got it. He wasn't even said he was ejected. He just threw it straight to the locker yeah. room. Like he knew it was coming, obviously. <laughs> it was worth it for him. That's right. Dabo gave him a good chewing out, and then he left the field before it was even announced. Uh, yeah, that was, in all in all seriousness, no, that seriousness, though, excuse me, that was a, a bit embarrassing. And uh, as, stupid. As, yeah. As funny as it was, it did cost Clemson, and at that point they weren't, a, they weren't necessarily going to win that game. They were up by 14 points, but he really cost his team. And Dabo made him ride the bus back home instead of flying back with the team. The rest of y'all's bus, as he likes to say. We'll see if he's on the team next week. (laughs) Well, he's going to be suspended for the first half. Only the first half? Yeah, the per NCAA rules. Shouldn't it be the full full game? Because that that took place in the second half. Eh, We'll let you know. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) My understanding was was that it is the first half, but we'll let you know for sure. All right. All right, let's move on to the rest of the game. Clemson played Louisville this weekend, in case you hadn't gathered that so far, and they won the game 45-10. to 10. 
Yay, Clemson. Woohoo. But uh, why are we having this this discussion week after week? Because they're not correcting anything. Yeah, they didn't. Well, they They did correct last week. They looked good last week. This week, they went back to normal. Yes, I think we are all expecting them to be over the hump by now, certainly. At this point in the season, we expected the offense to be humming, the defense, which is what the defense is doing. We expected them to be dominant. Uh, and especially after last game again against excuse me against FSU where they looked like they got everything in order and it felt like they were finally gonna start taking care of business like mm-hmm. we expected this Clemson team t- to, to do yeah and then they kind of revert back to what we've been seeing throughout the season and I think this is probably the most concerned I've been all season which again it just it's this weird dichotomy of you beat a team by 35 points and you're still concerned because they haven't played anyone good. And I'm afraid that the issue right now is that the margin of error is so wide that no matter the mistakes, no matter the interceptions, no matter the muffed punts that could have turned into a touchdown, no matter the penalties on the offensive line, missed tackles, near fumbles, whatever it is, they still beat teams by 35 points. And a lot of that's because the defense is bailing them out in a lot of respects. But do you kind of feel the same way? Am I overreacting today? I don't think so. It, Like you said, it's the same thing we've been talking about all year, but now it's just getting later and later into the season where, I mean, what week are we going into? Is it week eight now? Like, yeah. You yeah. should have these things corrected by now. And they're running out of opportunities to do it, and they're going to run into – an Alabama team or whoever else is in the playoff, if they even get to the playoff, and they're just going to get slacked. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's been preaching patience up to this point. No more. And no I more think, patience. Correct yeah, it. I think today's this week is the last week I am I will say anything about patience or at least be, have a positive attitude towards patience because when it's 17-3 to three inside of two minutes in the third quarter against Louisville, I know they just beat – the only other ranked team from the ACC last week. There's no other ranked teams from the <laughs> ACC this week, by the way. Uh, and that was Wake Forest. And Wake Forest is not what we would call a juggernaut this season, I would say. I wouldn't say so, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, Louisville gave up over 50 points to that team. And I know Wake Forest can move the ball, but and I eventually Clemson put it together and they hung 45 on Louisville by putting up 21 points. Um, in the fourth quarter, and they scored a touchdown late in the third quarter as well. But I don't know, man. It, it just doesn't – these slow starts, and it's just frustrating to see. And I'm sitting – you know, I'm reading all the recaps. We didn't watch the game until Sunday. Uh, and I was reading the recaps, and, I, and everyone's kind of positive about it, or they're pulling the positives out of the game, which is fine. Go ahead, do that. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. But this team is not one of the best four teams in the country right now. And I think it's pretty clear, and I don't want to hear it from Dabo anymore. I don't want to hear it from Trevor Lawrence anymore. I don't want to hear it from anyone anymore. This team needs to get its bleep together and get on a roll. It's time to get things together. We're more than halfway through the season. You only have so many more weeks to get this right. You need to get it right. It's time to make it happen now. And I, I'm in case not, you can't tell, I'm just ones. I'm not. I don't have any more patience left for this team. <laughs> See that. And we're not the only ones seeing that. Like the rest of the country is seeing that too. And we'll get into it later. But like they get jumped by Ohio State in the rankings too. Like 
what's another week? They're just going to get jumped one more time, and boom, they're out of the playoff right there. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure why Oklahoma hasn't jumped them yet. Give them another week. Like, Yeah, Oklahoma's beaten much better teams and more convincingly than Clemson has so far this year. And their quarterback's played better, too. <clears throat> yeah. Who said that? <laughs> oh, that was me. Was that Trevor? <laughs> Trevor? It's been a while since we've heard from Trevor. Uh, all right, well, let's go over the stats real quick, and then we can talk even more about how disappointed we are. And again, it all just feels weird because if you look at the stats, it seems like a shellacking like you just discussed. Uh, 551 yards for Clemson compared to 263 for Louisville. Uh, 253 passing yards from Trevor Lawrence. Excuse me, 233 from Trevor Lawrence. uh, 253 overall. Um, And Louisville only threw for 107 yards. They rushed for 156 Clemson ran for nearly 300 yards while averaging eight yards per rush. They had six penalties, which wasn't great. They had a couple of turnovers. They possessed the ball for 30 minutes. Way too too many turnovers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can talk about that for sure. That's, I don't know. Let's not do this show where we talk about the good stuff and then the bad stuff. I just want to talk about the stuff that's concerning me right now. How about just all bad stuff? This is my kind of show here. Good. Let's just be pessimistic about things. I guess we could just, let's just jump into the takeaways. Everyone understands what happened in the stats. My biggest takeaways, the first one we have to start with, as always, is Trevor Lawrence. And I guess everything that I just said, I could just, I could say right now. Mm -hmm. What, what's up, man? What's going on, dude? It's time to get stuff together because though he looked better in the final three quarters and especially in the fourth, but um, those, Two interceptions. I know he's young, and people keep making making excuses like, "Oh, remember, he's just a sophomore. He's just a sophomore." Okay, but eventually you have to take responsibility, and not that he isn't. He is taking responsibility. He said after the game that it was stupid, and so did Dabo during the game. Dabo said that he told him that those were about the worst. That's the worst football he's ever seen. Uh, which is a bit of a dramatic way to say it. And maybe we'll talk about this more on Thursday when we record our midweek, our preview for uh, Boston college next week. But um, he said it was just a really stupid throw and that's which one. Yes. Both. (laughs) The answer is yes. And I think it's, we're, we're overlooking too, that he threw a really stupid pass at the end of the first half too. That Justin Ross just so happened to jump higher than the rest of the than three Louisville defenders. Just happens to be blessed by being five inches taller than the rest of them. Exactly. And I don't know. That was just a really stupid pass. Really, really stupid. And it seems to be happening more and more. And again, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. I wish I could say, oh, it's just timing. Or I, I mean, I guess the easiest explanation is he's just got to make better decisions. Eventually, he has to grow and mature into a quarterback that does not make terrible decisions like that because he's made, I I guess that's the most frustrating part is that you know that he has the talent and he shows it for the most part throughout the game Mm -hmm. by throwing ropes to his receivers on the sideline or up the middle or, or whatever it may be. He's almost always very accurate, but I think he's just trying to do too much. Or he's getting fooled, either one. I I don't know what the explanation is. It's, I mean, it's definitely decision-making, I think. I, I was listening to somebody this week, uh, forgive me for not knowing who it was, but he was saying how Trevor Lawrence is trusting his arm way too much. 
And I think that's exactly the case that he's just throwing these throws that have maybe have worked in the past and he thinks he can make them and he probably can, but he's just not. And he's just throwing whatever he thinks is open. And like during the telecast, they're always like, just check it down. Like that's the smart move and that's the smart quarterback. And he's going for the big plays and he's just trusting his arm a little too much and he's making those stupid throws and he's paying for it. Yeah. And I'm not sure what it's going to take for him to not make those throws anymore. It's obviously I mean, not the interceptions that, like, I mean, how many interceptions is he up to now? It's got to be Oh, 10. he leads the ACCs. He has eight interceptions right eight. now, like, that's which ridiculous. is double of what he threw last year. I mean, to start the game against Louisville in the first half and you have two interceptions already, like, it was the first quarter too, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it was back-to-back drives like, in the first it was, quarter. Like, we looked at each other. It was so stupid. Like... Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Problem is, it's becoming regular now, so it doesn't even surprise me anymore. So we're just waiting for him to make a stupid interception. And I keep begging. Just That's all I want from a takeaway from a game is, or going into the game, just an interception-less game. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> and when you have to go back, I'm sure he's had one or two of those games. But it's not the normal. The normal is for him to make those mistakes. And again, he came back. He played okay for the rest of the game. But he's still not living up to it. Eventually... You start to wonder, is this the new normal for him? Yeah. And, I mean, there are plenty of quarterbacks out there who have had all the talent in the world, and they just can't put it together. Uh, Now, he put it together his first season, so I'm not sure what's changed between now and then, but something has changed. And I'm, I'm here to say that he's regressed, and I'm not sure, again, what it's going to take, but he's got to get it back on track. Otherwise, this team's not winning the championship with him playing at the level that he's currently playing. Yeah, like not winning the championship and definitely not being the first overall pick, that's for sure. I wouldn't take him right now. No, I mean, I'd take two above him. I'd take, there's, I'd say a couple other quarterbacks too I'd take right now. I'd take Joe Burrow's butt before (laughs) I took Trevor right now. That's a step too far. I'm sorry for saying that. In case my reference is to Joe Burrow's butt made a made an appearance on the CBS telecast several times during their game against <laughs> really playing against Mississippi State. Mississippi State. That was funny. That was funny. They kept zooming in every time. He, <laughs> he was doing quality control there. I don't know. Uh, but that was probably the most interesting thing that happened Saturday. But that's not what this podcast is about. We'll rate his butt some other time. How about that? Not today. All right. That's enough time on Trevor Lawrence. The second thing I thought was a great takeaway. Here's a positive for you. We've been downer so far. This week, here's a positive for you. Travis Etienne. He played really well. And I've been saying this for a few weeks now uh, for different <laughs> for different reasons, I guess. My, my theory, I've postulated at least, that if Trevor Lawrence, or excuse me, if Travis Etienne started getting the ball more and, and playing well and dominating games like he did against Louisville, it would take the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence and he would start playing better. Um, now I'm not sure that fully fleshed itself out this week, but Travis Etienne had a great second half and Trevor Lawrence at least played pretty well in the second mm-hmm. half. So, uh, Etienne finished with 14 carries for uh, 192 yards. That's pretty darn good. Dude. Yeah, that's a pretty good game. And that's an average of 13.7 yards. Can't really beat that. Like. No, <laughs> not much to complain about there. Uh, you had a long of 49 yards. You broke that 
on his first carry, I believe. Yeah, that was the first possession. Yeah, and he had a touchdown as Which well. Which they did look good on the first possession. <laughs> they That they did. And they regressed from there. They're just very inconsistent, which we've covered ad nauseum on this podcast. Uh, but he also had four receptions for 35 yards. Um, he He's what makes this offense tick. And Dabo Sweeney's offenses and the coordinator's offenses all center around the running game. And I guess, I just feel like, I guess they're going for balance or what it is, but did Trevor Lawrence really need to throw the ball 29 times that game? No. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) That's what I was getting to. Uh, I just felt like ETN and the offensive line were running roughshod all over Louisville's defense. And I know you want balance, and I know you can't just always run the ball. That's not the way the modern college football game is played, but I felt like they got away from the running game even though he had 192 yards. (laughs) He only carried the ball 14 yards, or 14 times. Uh, Trevor Lawrence carried the ball 10 times, um, which... Way too much. Anyways, you know how I feel about that. (laughs) There were a few times that I felt like they actually used it well. Uh, In the third quarter, when they were backed up, they called a draw on third and long, and he picked it up. Now he took a huge hit, mind you, but I'm not... I'm starting to come around to the idea that Chase Bryce might be a... Pretty good second option, anyways. Well, the way Trevor Lawrence is playing, he might need to be ready, anyways. Whoa, maybe not that far. But. We're getting really hot now, really hot takes. But I'm glad to see Travis Etienne getting it back together after a slight lull a few games ago. He he's put together back to back games where he's really dominated and transformed the game, and that's obviously a great sign for Clemson. The defense again played really well. Uh, the offensive line played well. The receivers played pretty well. Uh, I guess my other takeaway is that, well, I guess two more takeaways, one of which is, and this comes back to Trevor Lawrence, but it plays in other things. There are just a lot of mistakes that they're making. It's not sharp. I don't, Florida State, they looked really good, but this game, again, they regressed and they had some penalties. Offensive line had a penalty and they gave up a couple of sacks. They had that muffed punt that could have easily change the game imagine if on that muffed punt Louisville had actually actually recovered the ball for a touchdown and go even at best they go into halftime 17 to 10 that game looks very different because and as much as Louisville didn't have the yards to show for it they still moved the ball against this defense they just couldn't you know they put together a couple of first downs but they couldn't punch it in eventually uh but and A.J. Terrell gave up another big play. I still think that's a concern in the secondary. Teams know that, and they've been attacking him over and over and over. Exactly. And Louisville dropped a couple of balls, too, That one of, them, one of which was probably what looked like a touchdown yeah. You know, in the second quarter. The guy was just coming up the middle and dropped the ball. So, I, you know, I, I'm not sure. This game was certainly closer than the score indicates um, going into the fourth quarter. And I just feel like, I guess this would be a good time to address the them dropping in the poll to fourth. I think it's totally warranted. And at first, before I watched the game, I thought, okay, Ohio State won 50-something to three against Northwestern, which is not a good team. Louisville is probably a better team than Northwestern, and Clemson won 45 to 10. But after, after watching this game and knowing that from the onset, Ohio State dominated 
and beat down Northwestern. And Ohio State looked like a top four team, and they took care of business. Clemson, despite the score, did not, I repeat, did not look like a top four team in this in this uh, win. And so I think it's completely understandable that Ohio State would move ahead of Clemson. And maybe I'm wrong about this, but this has to be one of the few times that a, a team that started preseason number one and has yet to lose a game, they're still undefeated, yeah. has dropped not only to second, not only to third, but all the way down to fourth. Either that means that this is just an incredibly deep year for teams, and that's eventually going to work itself out, I think. Or Clemson just hasn't looked that good. And I think it's kind of both. I'd say it's both. And I mean, what's to say it's going to stop here, though? Like, they're still winning games. They're playing like they have been all year. They're not correcting the mistakes they've made. I mean, who's going to say that Oklahoma doesn't jump past them this next week because Oklahoma dominates the team they play and Clemson just... I mean, they still dominate, I guess, like score-wise, but like they just don't look very good like who's gonna say that they don't get jumped again like yeah who knows I mean Clemson is I think Clemson is getting the benefit of the doubt everyone knows that Clemson's ceiling is probably the highest in the country right now I'm starting to doubt that a little bit I mean I don't doubt I think they're probably I mean they're one of the most talented teams in the country and I still think that Trevor Lawrence could be the best quarterback in the country Travis Etienne is probably the most talented running back of all the top, you know, the top tier teams, he's probably the best running back. Maybe Jonathan Taylor in there, but Wisconsin. Right okay, back. well, you can't consider Wisconsin a top tier team after they lose to Illinois. Sure. Or whatever. do you? I would. I'd be interested. Do you think that? No. Okay. Not. I didn't think. so. <laughs> I just wanted you to be held accountable for that comment. Uh, maybe the the kid from Ohio State is it J.K. Dobbins? He's pretty good running back. Anyways, I we're getting down in the weeds. Clemson is good. They certainly have the best, one of the best receiving scores. They're they're really good. Okay, they're really <laughs> dang good, and they could be really, really dang good if they played up to their their highest potential. But we just haven't seen it so far, and I'm a little bit concerned about this upcoming game against Boston College. Boston College wasn't great last year, although they were ranked when they played them last year, and uh, Clemson is going to play them at night. Who knows what the weather is going to be like. I think they'll probably take care of business because it's in Death Valley, I believe, if I'm correct. I'll look I'll look it up while I talk, but yes, it's in Death Valley. So they'll at least have the crowd behind them. But here are the games where we saw it. I mean, Wisconsin is a great illustration of a team who, wow, had all the momentum going. Their defense looked amazing. Their offense was taking care of business. They have the best running back probably in the country. <laughs> and... They get surprised by an Illinois team that no one expected. Who They were like 30-point underdogs going to the hey, game. Don't be down in Levy Smith. Oh, excuse me. I should have known that. But, yeah, I mean, you, you look at the schedule, and I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. I thought Wake wasn't going to be ranked. Wake is actually ranked 25th. Still? Even yeah. After they lost. So there are two ACC teams that are ranked. I'm so Let's sorry. Go. The Atlantic Coast Conference. You have two amazing teams who are ranked. Wake is 25th, though, so just barely. Uh, but I'm looking at the rest of their schedule. Okay, so you have Boston College, Wofford, NC State, Wake, and South Carolina. And the two toughest games, air quotes, toughest games left. Did I say two? The last, excuse me, the three. The last three games are the toughest games that they have. 
Wofford. No. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they have to go to NC State, and they have to go to South Carolina. And we've seen South Carolina has beaten one of those top-tier teams. Wake has a really good offense. Now Clemson has shown that they shut down really good offenses. But I don't know. They still have uh, – it feels weird saying this, but they still have some of the best teams in uh, left on their schedule, I guess is what I'm saying. South Carolina – I'd watch that South Carolina game. We'll see how South Carolina plays the rest of the season, but I think they're primed to have another upset, I think. Yeah, you never know. So I, I really hope that – I don't know what it's going to take. Again, I've said that probably too many times in this episode, but they've got to get they've got to get it together. And I think what was interesting and what they're dealing with right now is – I can't put my finger on it. There's just some really bad mojo around the program right now. It's really difficult to reverse poor momentum or what is perceived as poor momentum. And I know Davo has talked about his job being to keep the noise out of the locker room and, at, and away from the team's ears. And I think we'll talk about this more on Thursday. I think he's become sort of a drama queen and he's, you know, trashing beat reporters for doing what they do, talking about the news and talking about Trevor Lawrence, his shoulder injury and the weird blow up he had against with BT Potter and all these different things. We'll hop into this more on Thursday. I think I'd like to spend more time on it then, but I'm not sure he's doing a great job of keeping the noise. And I don't, they're certainly not doing a good job of reversing the momentum or keeping it. I should say they had it. They secured it. I thought against FSU, yeah, they looked good. <laughs> and, and poof, it's gone all of a sudden. Because even though you beat a team, even, I mean, they beat Louisville even better, worse, better, whatever you want to say, than FSU. They scored 40 po- 45 points each game, but they gave up 14 to Florida State and 10 to Louisville. So if you look at the score, it was a better result. <laughs> you watch the game, not yeah, so much. You don't feel the same way. Like, so I think. Can I just say one thing on it before we get to that episode about it? Of course. Okay. They just need to shut up and actually play. All right. Including Dabo, especially Dabo, actually. Just shut up, make fix your mistakes, and show us who you are. Yeah. We're sick of it. Yeah. All right. I like that. Good. I did tell you that I'm sort of sick and tired of. You did. Like, I'm I, I'm kind of annoyed at Dabo right now and a little frustrated. I'm not I'm not loving the way that he's handling this season so far. And you can hate me for that. I don't. I don't really care. But I think it's pretty clear. I agree whole, with you. So I'm not gonna hate you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> thank you. The last episode, I think I gave him a pass on the BT Potter situation. I've kind of reversed course on that. I think nah, no, he no. he threw him under the bus. It was really inappropriate of him. And credit to BT Potter. I'm gonna go ahead and say this because I want to find out if my curse actually works. I said this at the beginning of the season. Clemson <laughs> has a kicker. What do you know? Clemson has a kicker. He had a he had a great field goal this season, and we'll see if the curse is a real thing. Because if he starts shanking things again, I am going to become... You won't be allowed to talk about Clemson kicking ever again. Yeah, I may have to leave this podcast forever, which might be happy news for cool, some Yeah, I can, I can get there. some words in. <laughs> yeah. uh, one quote I did want to read about... I'm just going to just hop over that comment, by the way. Go for it. 
Uh, one comment I did want to read about Clemson dropping to fourth in the rankings from Dabo, and this plays into, I guess we're just going to talk about it again, his little dramatic streak that he has going on here. He said in reference reference to their drop this, this week, he said, I'm not surprised at all. We're winning games by an average of 28 points, and last year this time we were winning by 28.7 points. That point seven is elusive. It's probably the greatest point seven there is. We're chasing that, but we'll keep working. I don't worry about any of that stuff. <laughs> everyone or everyone can have whatever opinions they want. We want to work our tails off and get better. That's what matters to us. Yeah, we'll have those opinions, and so will the committee, and you won't be in the playoff. How about that? <laughs> How about that? And I think it's funny, whenever you, whenever someone comes at something sarcastically, you know they care about it to a certain extent. And when he says, he's obviously a little ticked off about this. Oh, yeah. And when he says, uh, what does he say? Oh, I don't worry about any of that stuff. I'm calling your bluff on that, Dabo. Give me a break. You may be tired of hearing about it, but you care about it. The fact that you th- you say something so sarcastic that you've looked up, <laughs> you've looked it up, that you were winning by an average of 20, 28.7 points last season, and now you're still beating teams by 28 points this year. It means you looked up the stats and you know the stats. You care about it. <laughs> Don't lie to us. Tavo, give me a break. Get stuff together. Just stop talking. I'd be okay if he went into a into his press conferences this, for the rest of the year and just I, he silence. Yeah, he just needs to coach <laughs> speak. I know that's not who Davo is, but don't say things like this. You're contributing to the noise. That's not helping your team. You're doing the exact opposite of what your job is to do. We talked a lot about things outside of the game this episode, but uh, is there anything else that we need to add about the, I feel like you were about to add something. I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? No, I was just going to tell Dabo to shut up again. Okay. Yes. Go for it. What? Pretend I didn't cut you off. Say what you're going to say. Can I save that for our next episode? Yes. We you actually can go off it. on him. That's fine. That's Let's fine. do that. Okay. The last thing I did, I did remember one more thing and that's that uh, there were a few uh, injuries that weren't severe but that happened in this game. Uh, John Simpson, the right guard, Travis Etienne, Amari Rogers, Isaiah Simmons, uh, reserve defensive tackle Xavier Kelly, Darion Kendrick. They all came up. Excuse me. They all came into the game with injuries. They weren't serious again, but um, they were all. They all came out of the game at some point because they were injured. So hopefully we'll keep we'll keep you updated. Uh, Davo came out during a Sunday press conference said he can't give any updates on it. It's too early. So we'll see as the week progresses what happens with that, but that's something to keep an eye on, and that's what happened during this game. Again, Clemson pulled out the victory, 45-10. to 10. We are unimpressed, though, and we hope that next week against Boston College we will see more. So be better. Yes, more better things. I don't know. It's kind of fun to be mad at Clemson. Yeah. Maybe they should fun. just have them play worse and we just – yeah, let them some more. Yeah, I mean, it's probably good for us. As long as they keep winning. This so again like, goes into the theory that this podcast is bad for Clemson because <laughs> our best content comes from Clemson's bad aspects. <laughs> so, We're not cheering for that. but No, of course not. Never, never, never. Anyway, we will come to you again later this week with a, re- or with a preview, excuse me, uh, for Boston College. I'm sorry, we've been kind of hit and miss the past couple of weeks, but things have gotten busy. 
And uh, we're hoping to get back on schedule here because we know you love us and uh, you need more of our podcast. So as always, the best way that you can find us is to subscribe on Apple Co- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'd love if you leave us a positive review. We've gotten some good ones so far this year. We need more. Yeah, we need some more. It's time for us to, there's only five games left in the season, so we need to build that momentum going into the offseason, that all-important offseason momentum. <laughs> So that we come, we can come back better and stronger than Clemson did this season after their amazing offseason. We'll see about that. Momentum. <laughs> I almost forgot that word, even though I just said it. All right. We will see you later in the week. Be all in on the best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And while you're there, it'd be cool if you left us a positive review. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Join our community of all-in Clemson Tiger fans. Just search for Clemson Podcast. This was the All-In Clemson Tigers podcast. The official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers.